The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. Hello, you're watching The Big Story with me, Chao Suen. Subscribe to The Straits Times channel to stay up to date with our live news updates. And a global icon for women in leadership and left-leaning politics, Jacinda Ardern's announcement was unexpected despite recent calls for her to step down. One of the world's youngest leaders, Ms Ardern, explains why she resigned as New Zealand's Prime Minister. I know what this job takes and I know that I no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice. After going on six years of some big challenges, I am human. Politicians are human. We give all that we can for as long as we can, and then it's time. And for me, it's time. Ms. Arden burst onto the global scene in 2017 when she became the world's youngest female head of government at the age of 37. After becoming Premier, she had a baby daughter and brought the little one to the UN General Assembly in New York less than three months after giving birth. She had been in office barely 18 months when a white supremacist gunman opened fire in two Christchurch mosques, killing 51 worshippers. Her compassionate response to the country's worst terror attack defined her image around the world. And in April last year, Ms Arden paid a visit to Singapore, her first overseas trip since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. She and Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong announced that both nations will be working more closely on the green economy and fight against climate change. Ms Arden also called on President Halima Yaakob at the Istana, where they discussed the contributions and progress of women and the importance of maintaining social cohesion in multicultural countries such as Singapore and New Zealand. Correspondent Jonathan Perlman, who covers New Zealand, joins us now with more. Thanks for joining us, Jonathan. So, Ms. Arden is a bit of a rock star on the global stage and has become something of a liberal cultural icon. But domestically, she has faced her fair share of criticism. What do you think her legacy will look like and how will she be remembered? Well, she's certainly ensuring that she's going out on top to some extent because she won that incredible election in 2017 where she'd only been leader a few weeks no one really had heard of her even in New Zealand she was she was not well known and she suddenly just you know rose to the top and and narrowly won that election and then she won a landslide election in 2020 and it's true that her star has faded particularly at home you know as a result of partly the pandemic which led to some fierce criticism of her of her strict measures but also the economy which is facing big challenges in New Zealand, you know, soaring inflation, high interest rates now. Um, so her standing in the polls have lowered. But, um, but you know, now she gets to go out at a point where she's won two elections in a row, remained leader for five years. Um, and so, you know, she gets to, gets to leave at a time of her own making. And while she's still still leader on the back of a, of a huge victory at the last election, so she has been leader for five years, but what does this mean now then for New Zealand's Labour Party? There doesn't seem to be a succession plan at the moment, with her current deputy saying he will not stand in the leadership contest. Do you have any predictions? That's right. You know, this, this announcement has taken everybody by surprise, um, and including her own party. Um, uh, so, you know, and she's announced this decision at an annual meeting of her party. Um, and there is certainly no clear successor. Um, as you say, the, the Deputy Prime Minister has said that he won't stand. He's always said that he, he was not planning to run again 
for the Labor Party leadership. Um, there are now a few contenders. The, the vote is due to be held on Sunday. Chris Hipkins is one figure who's, um, who's probably one of the more prominent Labor MPs at the moment just because he helped us run the response to the pandemic. So he's he's someone in contention. Michael Wood, another another figure who's helped to steer some of the workplace relations changes recently, is another figure. But um, now it's going to be down to you know real labour internal trading between MPs um, as they prepare for this vote on Sunday. And um, you know at, at this point, I don't think there's any clear successor to Jacinda Ardern. So while Labour is sorting themselves out, do you predict a major shift in New Zealand's politics now that Arden, who was a left-leaning Liberal politician, will no longer be at the helm? I think there are likely to be changes for New Zealand. It is going to be difficult for Labour to win the next election. The National Party are already ahead in the polls. The poll in December that had them ahead 38 to 33% ahead of Labour. The National Party, if they do win in October, will change the country. You know, the National Party are a, are a conservative party compared to uh, um, the more uh, left-leaning Labor, um, particularly on economics and potentially on, on law and order. I think you would see a change under the National Party, potentially on China as well, a slightly kind of more hardline approach to, to China and foreign policy under the National Party. Although, you know, Jacinda Ardern has, has been quite quite strong in her in her criticism, particularly of China on, on human rights. Um, but I think we will see a change if the National Party win. And at this point, if polls are believed, the National Party are, are the favourites ahead of the October election. Definitely sounds like we could be seeing some pretty major change. Thank you, Jonathan. This has been correspondent Jonathan Perlman.